time. <laughs> but you're all very welcome indeed. Apologies from Ron, he can't be here today. He should be leaving, so you're stuck with me, I'm afraid. <laughs> Great to be back. I bring greetings and love from Mike Tony in Christchurch, New Zealand, for those of you who remember him from many years ago. And uh, a notice from David. There are still some of the uh, Tear Fund Lent devotionals left at the back, if you would like one of those. Let's pray. Jesus is Lord. He is the King above all kings. Lord Jesus, we give you a rightful place here today. This meeting is for your purposes, for your glory. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come, to inhabit every word that's said and sung, every step that's hands, every clap that's clapped, that this may all be done for the glory of God and for Jesus' kingdom. In your holy name, Lord Jesus, amen. Reading from 1 John chapter 1. This is the message which we have heard from him, that Jesus, and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness hallelujah we are forgiven we are forgiven no matter what you have done if you bring that to the lord jesus he will forgive you and he will fill you with his righteousness hallelujah we're going to start with a kid's song so please stand if you're able and uh, if it's too fast i'm really really sorry <laughs>
Jesus is above anything that can be given a name, above anything that has a name. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Hallelujah. What a beautiful name.
addiction to pornography in particular, you are broken in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness is there. You are broken in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain.
Thank you for that, my brother Lord. I thank you for the word that you've given to him, for the gifts that you've filled him with. Anoint his speech, open our ears, so that we may hear you speak through him, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this is one of the most challenging messages I think I've ever had to prepare for. Um, probably get into that a bit later. <clears throat> so as elders, we try to review the vision, and some of that is because that's our sort of um, that's our shop window to the rest of the world on the websites and things. I think most of you already live and breathe the vision. Um, and we did spend some time trying to distill it down to like four bullet points and we found that very, very difficult and ended up going back to anybody that has read the new vision will know that it's actually not that different to the original one. So we, nothing's changed. I think our core values haven't changed, I think. Um, so uh, George spoke about um, loving God. Uh, Ian spoke a few weeks ago about hearing from God, and I get loving others, and then a little bit later on, um, James is going to talk about sharing Jesus. So that's where we're going, that's kind of, um, <clears throat> well, use this new one, there we go. So, um, Mark 12, 30, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your soul, with your mind, and your strength. The second command is, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. There's no other commandments greater than these. So this, you know, loving God with all your heart, uh, that we find that a bit easy, I think, usually. Yeah, we, we love God, don't we? But with our soul and with your mind and with your strength, that suggests that that's not easy. So, so how do we love God and why does it need our strength? Why do we have to have control over our soul and over our mind? What is that? Well, that, that's, that's where the rubber hits the ground. So Sarah, last week, was her last week, um, she said something that I thought was really interesting. She said, when I came to CCF, I felt that your heart, and she said something that was very complimentary. She said, if you were the end times church, you would be known for your heart. But in John 13, 34, he says this, a new commandment I give to you, that you will love one another, just as I have loved you. So we're to love one another just as Jesus loved us. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. 
So this is about preferring others. And I'll be, I, I found this really convicting this week. Um, I probably haven't preferred my wife as much as I should. So hear my heart. I'm not stood here going, I'm super duper and I've got it all crap. None of us have, have we? We're all on that journey. And it's hard. But we are a chosen people. We are chosen people to manifest God's glory. And this is how we do it. We have to prefer others. But we live in this consumerism age. You know, um, my gran, she's gone to heaven now. Uh, Geed's now. She's gone to heaven now. They went to the same church every Sunday for the whole of their lives. That's got to have had, a, it had an impact on, on us, hasn't it? But generationally. But they went to the same church every Sunday for the whole of their life. But we live in this consumerism age where we've got YouTube preachers and we've got this church doing this and that church doing that and this church doing this. Uh-oh, now you're all going, is this CCF rat? <laughs> When's Ian coming back? He's nice. <laughs> the, 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 when we step into a consumerism attitude towards God and God's people, what we're doing is we're not preferring him, we're preferring us. And we've all done it, haven't we? We've all sat in that seat and gone, oh, well, he doesn't look very smart, isn't he meant to be doing such and such? Oh, her family does such and such. Oh, I don't, I don't think they should have. Yeah. And when we're opinionated, it's because we're preferring ourselves. So Jesus, it's almost like Jesus knew, isn't it? <laughs> you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Why did he phrase it like that? Because he knows who we put first. Now, we've been married 26 years. I know who I put first, and I shouldn't. It's really easy to prefer yourself, isn't it? You see, we prefer the people that think like we think, and like the doctrines that we like. We don't necessarily want to hear the whole gospel. We want to... This... The gospel is, is, is love. God is love. And when you got saved, you became love. It's just we slip occasionally, and that's, that, that's okay. So this guy who flies this fighter, he's strapped in. He's got a five-point harness. Yeah, He's safe. He's secure. Even if he uses the ejection seat, he's safe. So he's safe and secure, and he's strapped in, and that's our salvation. We're safe and secure and we're strapped in. But you've still got to fly the plane. Yeah. 
So this stuff's not always easy, but love's not easy. Actually, you've heard of tough love, haven't you? Love is tough. The world thinks love is something else. The world thinks love is to do with eroticism and, and, and sexuality and Facebook likes. And the world hasn't got the same view on love that we should have and have. God's absorbed us. Now, I haven't asked James, but I'm going to ask um, Steve, um, with James' permission, to put his talk about love on the app on the website. Yeah. So if you want something that's a bit more friendly, come listen to James's. But that uh, doesn't mean it's not a good word. That's what I'm suggesting. So love isn't weak. Love is strong, but it takes grit and determination. Jesus is coming back as what? Sorry? King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings, Lord of lords. He's coming back as the lamb, isn't he? Yeah, the lamb's little sweet thing with a wacky tail that goes round its mom. And, yeah. Love's not weak. Love's strong. And um, Colin, last week, struggled to get through Isaiah 53, didn't he? So some of your homework this week is go back and, and read Isaiah 53. When you realise God's sacrifice, when you realise what Jesus did, that picture at the start of these slides was Jesus serving. He's a serving king. Take the aviation man off. I should go aviation. So there are three scriptures there. I'm not going to read all of them. Um, more homework. Um, interestingly, uh, the um, the Romans chapter is the scripture and the text that the guy taught on at the beginning of the Asbury revival. This. You know, drugs everywhere. Everybody be aware of that. So he didn't. He didn't preach a soft, warm, cuddly word. He spoke out of Romans twelve, which is really direct about how as Christians we're to behave. But it also preaches God's forgiveness, and that is what kicked off that revival. And isn't it interesting? I find it fascinating that if you look at the videos on, on, on YouTube, their church isn't so different to this. It's not a great big zippy one with 20 screens, and I'm not saying those things are bad, but it's a, it's a really ordinary building like this. So in James's uh, message, you're going to get the opportunity to re-listen to it because it's really good. You need to go and listen to it about the love of God. Um, he, he speaks about 1 Corinthians 13, and bizarrely enough, uh, Gita and I, we had this passage, we had this passage read at our, our wedding, although it was a slightly more secular version because we weren't saved at the time. And when we got saved and we read Corinthians 13, we're like, oh my goodness, they almost match. We hey, God's, he's got it, he's got it. 
So I'm going to read this out of the Passion Version because I really like the way it makes things just like how, how I think normal stuff. Yeah. If I were to speak with the eloquence of Earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have a gift of prophecy with profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I'm nothing. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I owned, to feed the poor, to offer my body to be turned into a martyr, without the pure motive of love, I would pain nothing value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, who's that? Jesus. Lost my place. Our present knowledge of prophecies are but partial, but when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured, I set aside my childish ways, for now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as they reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you
so much for talking about is loving one another. So I'm not sure if there are. If there are, would you consider reconciliation? This is my commandment, that we love one another with your joy and full of joy shared out. Tears may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I forgot to mention the offering. There are two offering boxes at the back and one here at the front. Please make it part of your worship. When it closes the meeting, then I pray. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. If you need prayer after the meeting, please pray with somebody that you trust, or you can come and see me and one of the other elders. Um, and remember, chains are gone. I've been set free. Hallelujah. Have a blessed week and we'll show the notices video again as the, as the meeting ends. God bless you.